Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hi, hey. this is hi. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project. I'm coming from Harlem. It's rainy here. It's a little overcast as well as gray, but it feels good. Yeah, I'm Seth Rodney. I'm an editor at Hyperallergic and on the part-time faculty at Parsons. And I am kind of tired of the, as Plath would call it, desultory weather. I would like <laughs> to move on from this and get to the May flowers part of the <laughs> limerick. Um, and, and with that, that's, that's my two cents to lead us in. Um, this is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Um, so last uh, podcast on Michael Jackson, we talked, uh, kind of went at it from a, a different angle, talking about sort of um, whether celebrities of Michael Jackson's caliber sort of function as kind of deities uh, and what uh, what those gods require as sacrifices in order to participate in their world. Um and so I have a question. Um, it it's, it kind of comes out of that, but also in more practical terms as well. Um, why? And, and now this may not you you neither one of you may answer this in the affirmative. I'm actually not sure what you think about this, and I've not detected it in any of our other conversations. But it is certainly true in general that um, people tend not to be as upset or bothered by the extremes of wealth that celebrities possess. Not mm -hmm. the ways that they are bothered by the extremes of wealth of, say, CEOs or uh, captains of industry. Um, the, the immorality of mass accumulations of wealth doesn't seem in the mainstream to me to touch celebrity in the same, now it still touches athletes, right? You get lots of jawing around overpaid athletes. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's certainly true of all sports, but definitely true around kind of like college football versus professional football, college basketball versus professional basketball. And, mm -hmm. um, and so there seems to be some offense that is taken around, athletes accumulating that money. And and obviously, there's a whole way to read that from a racial lens, I mean, which is, you know, going to probably help lead us to, to some kind of insights. But I'm talking about celebrity. And mm -hmm. I, my reading of how most people look at the vast sums of wealth that people like Michael Jackson, when he was alive, um, uh, Jay-Z, mm -hmm. certainly Madonna, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Actors as well. I mean, I think actors fall into the... Why do you think, or maybe you don't think this is true, and in your circles it it, it, it does cause more hand-wringing, why do you think we give a pass? Um, why do we gloss over extremes of wealth when it comes to our celebrities? Hmm. Well, um, Seth, do you want to have a stab at it? I'm still thinking through... I can. Yeah. Um, I can just. I can just talk until I stumble onto something that actually sounds coherent. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do think we tend to give celebrities a pass because 
in some ways, we feel that they've earned it. We feel that they embody some talent, some magic that the rest of us just do not have. And I think that corporate CEOs are viewed, and I'm guessing here, that I imagine that they are viewed as pretty normal human beings. Sure, they probably have mm. pretty good organizational skills, and they probably mm. have a good deal of emotional intelligence. You have to in order to lead a cadre of people mm-hmm. in, in an organized fashion to accomplish mm-hmm. a business plan in, in, mm-hmm. in most simple terms. But to be on stage, ah, here's the analogy. I got it. I was watching an episode of Comedian in, Co- in Cars Getting Coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one that stuck with me, several of them did, but the one that, that is apropos right now is the one where Jerry Seinfeld is having a meal with Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Chris, have, have either of you seen this? Not. I have not. I have seen Comedians of Cars, but I have not seen this episode, no. Uh, okay, exactly. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So they're sitting down to a meal, and Chris Rock turns to Jerry and he says, can you imagine if you came to your child's like kindergarten class and and he was he was making an analogy between what they do and what um, a child of theirs might do. Mm-hmm. You came to your your, cl- your your child's class and they were standing up and they were declaiming. They were just telling stories and the whole class was just sitting there in rapt attention just watching him or her. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. would think this child is possessed. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing listening to him? What is he going on about? Like, what? <laughs> uh, and he said, that's the thing about what we do is that we can speak to a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We can speak to 10,000 people. And there is something about that. That And that's, that's the sort of... S- small end of the scale, right? That just as you can comfortably speak to large numbers of people and hold their mm-hmm. imaginations for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. Now, take it to Prince, right? Who okay. can speak to 50,000 people, 80,000 people at mm-hmm. a time, mm-hmm. play an instrument, sing, coordinate activity around him, visual Mm-hmm, oral mm-hmm. activity around him, mm-hmm. um, diverse instrumentation, um, um, uh, syncopation, um, guest uh, stars coming on the stage with him, and costumes and mm-hmm. lighting. And you have what is, in essence, a kind of elaborate magic show. You have mm-hmm. something that that really we don't have anywhere else in our experience. So I think for someone like Prince or Michael Jackson, um, Jay-Z, uh, they do something that I think people cannot do for themselves. And mm-hmm. they recognize that that all those things make them somehow, yes, godlike. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the CEO... Like uh, uh, people generally, and I and I actually do think this that if you have a modicum of intelligence, uh, emotional intelligence, and organizational intelligence, and you can, and you can, and and verbal intelligence, 
you can probably work your way up to a relatively high perch in mm. a tip, in a typical corporation. You know, assuming, of course, that you have some knowledge of the thing that the corporation mm. makes mm -hmm. or produces, la, la, la. Mm. Uh, you, mm. you see, so I feel I, like because they are so special, they, they, they aren't treated or the, the expectations aren't that they shouldn't have as much money as Howard Schultz mm -hmm. or someone like mm -hmm. that. I don't know if I believe that about CEOs, the characterization, that, but I, I do, mm. um, I find that characterization of what celebrity uh, means, I think I find that plausible. But Stephen, I'm sorry, mm. you were about to, you were just jumping. No, no, no. You gave me a second to, to figure out how I was going to frame this. So, so I don't know if celebrities have actually earned it. I think we're talking about some celebrities, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. In terms mm -hmm. of this extreme wealth. So mm -hmm. when you first posed the question, I was like, well... I think the reason why people are sort of give entertainers a pass when it comes to extreme wealth versus, say, a CEO, entertainers hit us differently than a CEO or some or a baron mm. of industry. They're mm. um, they're more magnetic, and I think mm -hmm. the key thing here is, regardless if it's sports, um, entertainment, or the military, these are place these are jumping off points for certain people to get out of the ghetto or get out mm. of a certain economic mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. And so I also feel very strongly that people identify with celebrities in ways that they don't identify with CEOs and other folks. Mm -hmm. There's something about them that says, I can do that too, which I think is very huh. different than mm -hmm. um, Steve Jobs or some people who are more, you know, they've, they sort of like, they're sort of the, between the two, you know, a business mm -hmm. person, Steve Jobs, who has a bit of, you know, personality. He's always wearing black, black turtleneck and all that. So he's a face. He's a different kind of face. But for someone like, because I was thinking of someone who has extreme wealth, like a Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. A couple episodes back, we were talking about Kim Kardashian and mm -hmm. what do they do all day long? Mm -hmm. Well, and I mentioned, I think people want to do nothing all day long, but do their nails and go get their mm -hmm. hair done mm -hmm. and, you know, social media them, themselves into wealth. That there's something um, attach, something that people can attach themselves to around celebrities. I was thinking about Confidential Magazine. I was thinking about the, the sort of history of celebrities. And there's an aura. There's a star thing. There's something glowing about it. But I live in New York City. People come here to be stars. You know, mm -hmm. people come here to be that thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that having that kind of ambition or that kind of, even if you don't have the ambition and you're just kind of like, oh, they're so wonderful and beautiful, that's the smokescreen. That's the thing. You're not, maybe not thinking about what they do with their extreme wealth, mm -hmm. you know? And the past, I think, is that they're stars. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know, what I'm mm -hmm. really intrigued by is that we are essentially saying opposite things, Stephen. You're saying mm -hmm. that... Yeah, you guys are... <laughs> <laughs> you're saying that you think that celebrities are... They, or people, regular people feel that celebrities are really just a sort of hand's breadth away, arm's length. They, they, they could oh, possibly yeah. do what they... Mm -hmm. Have the life that they have. But we're saying right? the same thing um, in this way, though. I think, of course, most mm -hmm. people won't be extremely wealthy. Of course, people won't be entertainers in that way because mm -hmm. they don't have that talent. So I agree with you on the talent part, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of celebrities who don't, who aren't as talented, who have mm -hmm. made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But know? I also, yeah, I, I, well, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth mulling over. I, I, I just wanted to make it clear to the listener that, that mm -hmm. we are on, in some ways on the opposite ends of this argument right now, because it seems to me that 
But, you know, it's hard to talk about this in this way because I end up saying stuff like, well, I think people think that CEOs are more <laughs> yeah, like yeah, regular I folks. But I, I, like, too, I don't yeah. know that that's, the, you know, that's so obviously porously so, anecdotal. I don't, uh, so the, I don't know what I, to do with that. I think if I, could, if I could maybe put, try and bring it to a point, I mm. don't think what people think about it is all that relevant when we're talking about large-scale social phenomena because mm. I think people are enacting – I don't mean that their lives are scripted. I, I definitely do not mean that. I do believe that people play off of social institutions and social mores in their own unique ways. I definitely believe that. That being said, mm. I feel like our accepted notions – around morality uh, are fully socially constructed. And so as a society, uh, whether people think about it this way or not, it, it is – I would lay money on the fact that it is true that there is less moral outrage around, you know, Jay-Z making $100 million or I'm that, I kind of pulled that number out. I don't know if it's $100 million. It's a lot of money. Um, mm -hmm. Or Prince or, you know, fill in the blank. Maybe you get some cultural uh, clashes around, you know, hip-hop music, country music, you know, yeah, I mean, certainly that kind of stuff. But I mean, just the actual access to material, excess material wealth, mm -hmm. um, I, I think reflects something around our aspirations not necessarily to be lazy though i do i do think stephen's right that i think that that is an absolute <laughs> aspiration for many people i think that's just, i think that is an accurate read <laughs> but but what music I, I i feel like you were kind of onto something when you were sort of talking about the aspirational path that entertainment provides right it's all it, like okay. the narrative is around being discovered about like the inner quality of the person being seen and revealed and a kind of authenticity mm -hmm. emerging so that all you know so all the world can see sort of the light that is inside of you that that we don't we don't extend that story to mm -hmm. to labor Right to to yeah. to the, to the people like you know sort of climbing the, the our language is climbing the corporate ladder right right you, you sort of you know even this sort of um, you know kind of wheeling and dealing and MBAs and all the rest mm -hmm. of the sort of networking right all of the synergy like all of the language that we put around mm -hmm. business is you know is distasteful it's yeah it's distasteful yeah, to us but. But I would say, I mean, to me, I think we're talking in aporia here. I think we're talking about a blindness that we have as a culture mm -hmm. to that we've bracketed these two things. Like, mm -hmm. I, I feel like we are off base as a society <laughs> when we uh, when we take offense at mass accumulations of wealth in one area of mm -hmm. capital, but not in the other, right? So mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. other this other way of accumulating, ma you know, sort of mass wealth is really acceptable and is all right because it's magic, right? Like I think what Seth had said, I think that magic thing is absolutely right. That mm -hmm. is that feeling about, uh, uh, you know, sort of um, something special or unique. Anyway, just out of Cinderella, the Ugly Duckling, I was thinking yeah, about the stories yeah, yeah, that are yeah, part yeah. of our um, our fabric of who we think we are. 
You know, like you said, I'm a special person. Just watch any American Idol. <laughs> yeah. Some tone deaf person's coming up there. They're, this is the group that's <laughs> going to, to validate what I think about myself. And I'm going yeah. to be rewarded for this. We don't hear the same thing about business. No. Yeah. It's a grind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That's another way we talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, so that makes sense to me. It makes sense to me because what you're saying then, Stephen, is that it's not so much oh, what how I'm hearing it is that it's not so much about the person being having some sort of special, like the regular person having some sort of special talent, mm-hmm. uh, but rather that they're just special. Period, and mm-hmm. and that they just need the mechanism by which to bring that specialness to the surface and once people see that and discover Mm. that then uh the gates the pearly gates open and and mounds of cash start start swimming towards them (laughs) finally Um, finally they know how special i really am right (laughs) doesn't matter if i can carry a note or two doesn't matter if i'm really involved in my community or give a fuck about anybody else me Yeah. <laughs> right. But I don't need to be particularly articulate either. I mean, this, and this does, I mean, I think where you, where, where you see this in, in this sort of brightest aspect is in, uh, beauty pageants, right? Where mm. in, in beauty pageants, mm. you get dressed up, you essentially walk in a dress, in a swimsuit. And then there comes a moment when you're supposed to talk about what it is that you care about mm-hmm. uh, or moved by. And, you know, inevitably, like, and mind you, I have not watched, I have never, in fact, watched a beauty pageant all the way through. I've seen glimpses of them, of course. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the level of just dumbassery that, that I experience. That's what you're here hearing for. these women try to verbally <laughs> represent themselves publicly is just it's, it's astonishing. Yeah, hey. I, you know, the the anecdote that I th- that I that came to mind uh, when you were talking, Stephen, and sort of and also uh, related to what you were saying, Seth, is um, do you guys remember who Rebecca Black was? <laughs> Exactly, the exactly singer. Is. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, sure. Call Loose. me maybe. So, yeah, no, no. This is the one that Friday. The, Friday was the right. song. It's Friday. It's Friday. Okay. It's Friday. And it's Friday. <laughs> so the, the reason I remember who she was is because she actually went to my son's middle school. I, I didn't. Oh. You know, there wasn't. I don't know that they were friends. Particularly, he knew her or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. and I remember the stories that came out at that time around Rebecca Black. So, you know, th- this song had gotten some airplay and some attention. I think she was on ABC and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And cue the outrage and the, you know, like just sort <laughs> of the umbrage at this person being, you know, sort of elevated, the jealousy that that this exhibited. Because everyone wants that thing, right? Everyone yes. wants to be elected in that way by the community. Mm-hmm. And so, and you got all, even major outlets, mm-hmm. I mean, they got debunked at one point, but even major outlets were reporting about all the money she would have made. I, I think it was Forbes, actually, that a mm. few days after kind of the, the initial frenzy had passed, was like, eh, she maybe made like seventy or $80,000 off of this song. This is, she's not like retir- retiring as a millionaire. Like, it's just right. not true. Like, you know, she made, you know, a little pile of money or whatever and and that was it but the the collective outrage because <laughs> b- because that is how that works right like you once someone is actually elected once someone is actually in that on mount olympus 
then they're idolized. But to see the people climbing to Mount Olympus, like mm-hmm. then the claws come out. That's like, no, 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 we can't. You're not, so, you're not <laughs> supposed right. to climb. That's you're right. You're not supposed yeah. to climb. Right. Um, you're supposed to just you're supposed to just be uh be beamed up, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. That's right, 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 right. Baby Christian Angels. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's your soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. the uh, what is that called? The rapture. The rapture, the right? Rapture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the right. leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the leftovers. <laughs> we didn't ascend. <laughs> yeah, man. You did not. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I do think that you're correct, Travis, in saying that there's a problem, there's a there's a blind spot in us when we allow for certain members of our expanded community, we, we can call it a society, I suppose, mm-hmm. get away with or have have um, with our imprimatur have obscene amounts of wealth, right? Mm-hmm. That that are um generally kept private, right? There's not mm. like the they have obscene amounts of wealth and then they're making sure that no one in LA is homeless or that mm-hmm. uh, right. no, no child in, mm-hmm. in in the US or even in their part of the even in their state is 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 going hungry. Um and yet we allow another section of our society, another Another cordoned off um, group mm-hmm. of people to just get away with it, and I have to say, I have to say, it is a, it, it feels not that you've said it out loud. It does feel like it feels like part of that 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 godlike thing that you know mm-hmm. the, the god gets to have sacrifices, mm-hmm. um, and the god gets to not actually answer sort of more mundane earthly concerns, and in fact. I mean, I hate talking about him, but he uh, who shall was, not, yeah. yeah. Go, please go. I know where you're going, yeah. but please, please, please go. <laughs> he, he who shall not be named on this show, uh, the Orange Menace. I think that's what he wants, and I think actually, in some ways, that's what he expects. Like he oh, expects. No, it's entitled people, entitlement, right? Yes. Like he, we desperately want. Go ahead, try. No, and and it's one reason why we hate him because he calls out what is actually real. When he says that he can grab women and he can do these things and they just let you do it, he is not lying. No, absolutely. That 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 is his experience. And you know what? That's probably Mark Wahlberg's experience. That's probably, uh, to, I mean, Tom Cruise's experience. That's probably, I mean, clearly we're talking about a certain entitled male, right? I don't know that it mm-hmm. works in the same way for women. Um, and, mm-hmm. and there's probably some racial component there as well, right? I mean, yeah. I think probably there's a, a discomfort with black celebrity or non-white celebrity. And, and so in that encroachment, that, 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 um, that fear that it um, that it produces. But, mm-hmm. but what he says about what he is allowed to do is mm-hmm. no lie. Mm. And I do think that it is – I mean, this is Matt Lauer, right? I mean, this mm. is like him locking his door right. and fucking mm. the, the intern yeah. because he can. Yeah. Right. And, and, mm. that, and that is one reason – I mean, sort of the, the, the kind of the disgust with his manners that, um, that causes such a strong reaction from us. I think sometimes not as much as his politics. I'm talking well, about I'm talking about people in average, not necessarily people yeah, in this yeah. conversation. But but that's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, but there's nothing magic about him. 
No. There's, like, there's nothing. It's just yeah. like he is base buffoonery, mm. right? Like at, yeah, on yeah, his yeah, best yeah. day, yeah. he has the impulse control of a toddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. And, and the reading skills of a toddler. So, I mean, it's like there's <laughs> nothing, there's, there's fucking nothing there yeah, to yeah, yeah. like pin one's hopes to. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Steven, you want to have the last word? I think we're going to try and keep uh, it pretty tight today. Do I have a last word? Um, no, I actually enjoyed this conversation because I think what I was thinking about the moral sensibilities of the community really, you, it's easy to see. I, well, not easy to see, but I think it might be, it, it can be um, measured in what we take in culturally and what we mm-hmm. value culturally. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is, why are the Kardashians still on the air? You know, why are shows <laughs> mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. that we claim to hate, but that somebody's mm-hmm. watching it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that means it has some sort of, um, it means something to us. And it just can't be hate watch, right? It can't mm. just be hate watch. And so, I mean, that's the point I kind of made earlier, but there's something to it. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure, but there's there's Stephen's full, Stephen G. Fulwood's last one. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. With, <laughs> that, we'll, with that, we'll let the conversation come to a close. And I think, are we ready to, are we moving on from Michael? in the next conversation you guys have something else you want to add to him in the next conversation i don't i don't think that we really discussed i think we've discussed a lot about michael jackson but i know that we really discussed the nature that no the ramifications of his transformation essentially from a black man okay. to someone who's not quite black yeah i think you're right and, I'd yeah. love to talk about that. I talked about that at the Mopop conference in 2019 yeah. about, yeah. and I took it from a career standpoint. I'd love to find out what you guys think. So, okay, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, let's All do right. that. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Next conversation. Cool. Um, thanks very much for the, the talk today, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Okay. Take care.